Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and today I am flying solo. We are actually doing just a very small, quick uh, thought about Easter today. This isn't going to be a full podcast. This is only going to be a couple of minutes, but I really wanted to just take a moment and sort of talk about Easter, the resurrection, and the greatest event in human history that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead um, exactly like he said he would be. If you're listening to this today on the day that it drops, today is Friday, uh, I believe April 15th, um, and today is what is known as Good Friday. It is the day um, in the Christian calendar uh, where we believe that Jesus was crucified on a Friday. And so today is actually a day of remembrance. It's It's almost a day of mourning. It's a day of sort of coming face to face with the reality that it was my sin and your sin and and our rebellion against God that put Jesus up on the cross. Um, and although today can be a day of reflection and and in some Christian traditions, a day of mourning and somberness, I do think the cross, um, which was at the time one of the most hideous and torturous devices known to man, this is the day where the cross truly is embodied and embraced as one of the most beautiful symbols of love to the world, that God himself, who created us, would love us, as John 3.16 says, to the point where he would give up his life so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could know Jesus, we could know God, that his Holy Spirit could come live inside of us, and so that we could have the guarantee of eternal life forever. And so if you're listening to this podcast today on a Friday, on Good Friday, I would encourage you to take some time, maybe pray, and just go reflect on the reality of the cross, like maybe even reflect on the reality of uh, the gruesomeness of the cross, but then how God used a painful and terrible moment and turned it into something beautiful, a story of pain and tragedy is then propelled into a story of life and redemption. Because God loved us so much that he gave his life for us, but then would be raised again on the third day. And that's primarily what I want to talk about literally just for the next couple minutes is Easter and the resurrection. Um, I really, this year, Easter has hit me harder uh, than I think it ever really has before. I mean, I've always been excited for Easter. I've always had thoughts about Easter and I've always in some ways, sort of wrestled with this idea of resurrection. But for whatever reason this year, I really am viewing Easter and resurrection in a completely different way, in a completely different light. I think before, I've always seen resurrection, and, and all of this is true of the resurrection of Jesus, by the way. But I feel like I've just dove more into the story and, and the depth behind the meaning of what it means for Jesus to be raised from the dead. I would say before, I've always viewed resurrection as proof of Jesus affirming who he said he was. 
I've always kind of seen resurrection as this proof of like, see, like if Jesus was raised from the dead, that affirms all of his miracles, that affirms all of his teaching, that affirms that he is exactly who he said he was, the son of God who would come on behalf of humanity, give up his life as a sacrifice and be raised again uh, to eternal life, seated at the right hand side of the father. And so my whole life, I've always viewed the resurrection as sort of affirming proof of Jesus being who he said he was. And that's true. I've also seen resurrection um, as Jesus' triumphal defeat of over death, that because Jesus was raised from the dead, we as his followers no longer have to fear death because Jesus has conquered death. And it gives us this this feeling, this security, this confidence of life beyond the grave that that we no longer have to fear death because we know that there is eternal life waiting for us on the other side of death. And I've always believed those things, and I still do believe those things. But if I can just be honest with you guys for a moment, I don't know what it is. I'm a four on the Enneagram. Um, My brain is telling me it should be a lot warmer outside than it has been the past couple weeks. Who knows what it could be? But I've really kind of been in this funk. I've kind of been in this, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but maybe a little of just a lot of really deep introspective questions about life and eternity have just been weighing really heavy on my mind and really heavy on my soul recently. Um, But it's made me reflect about the beauty of of resurrection. Um, I think over the past couple weeks, there's been two main thoughts that I've really sort of been wrestling with that I think the resurrection of Jesus is actually the answer to. The first question that I've sort of been wrestling with in my miniature midlife crisis, I mean, I'm 33, I hope I live beyond 66. Um, But the first question is, is what I do here on this earth really matter? Is what I do here um, in my, you know, 70, 80, 90 years of life actually matter? Does it make an eternal significance? Or am I just kind of like working to make money to pass time until I die and go see Jesus? And then my real life starts, like my eternal life starts, right? I I don't know if any of you have ever wrestled with this. I mean, I think a lot of us, especially if you're a young adult and you're kind of in your early to mid 20s, I think that question pops up quite a bit. Like, what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to give my life over to? And I know a lot of times, especially when you're transitioning out of college, it's really not not just easy to, but sometimes smart to just get your foot in the door. And even though this this job that you might take might not be your life's passion and and the greatest expression of who you are as a person and what you want to offer the world. Um, you know, you want to you want to start making money, right? You're, you're trying to, to get an apartment and, and, or get a condo or something like that. And so you give your life over to to a business, to a company, um, and that's your job. And I think all of us at some point wrestle with this question of, is, is what I'm doing really making a difference? Not just in this world, but in eternity, in the kingdom of God. And I know that it sort of the easy answer is like, well, of course, like you've got coworkers, you've got other people that you can be talking to and sharing the gospel to, like, absolutely. But I do think there is a holiness to work in and of itself. Work was actually, I don't believe, anything that 
God did not intend for us to do even before the fall. God called us to cultivate the Garden of Eden to quote-unquote work it. Our work was just going to be easier. It was going to be a form of worship. So I think there's something holy to this idea of work, and I think that, man, I, I've just been kind of reflecting over the past couple of weeks and asking myself this question, like, is what I'm doing actually matter? Does it actually make a difference in eternity, right? Um, is there purpose to my work right now? Or is it almost God's way of just sort of letting me pass time and and feel like I'm accomplishing something until I die and and then spend eternity with him? And so that was kind of like the first question that I was like reflecting on um, that kind of put me in my little pre-Easter midlife crisis funk. And then the second one is this. Um, will I know, and, and this might sound really weird, but I'll, I'll explain in a second. Will I know my daughters and my wife in eternity? I know that some of you might be like, wow, this guy is a four. He is really diving into his feelings right now. But but there's something so beautiful about relationships that, again, even before sin entered the world, God made humanity for one another. That God said of all the good creation that he made, it's not good for us to be alone. And I love that God's message to humanity was to, to populate the earth, to literally go and create families for a man and a woman to come together and have sex and create children and to have a family. Like that was God's plan A. This isn't like a a backup plan because we've sinned. Like God wants us to go do this stuff. And so to me, I've just I just kind of had this thought of like, well man, like if God if that was God's plan A, will I know my wife and will I know my daughters in heaven? Will I know Ezra? Will I know Ari? Will I look at them and say, hey, are those are my girls. You know what I mean? Like in heaven, as we're going to church or who knows if heaven's just a one long church service or <laughs> whatever. It's not, by the way. But will I be able to be like, hey, like daughters, let's let's go hang out. Like I know you. Um, or will we all just sort of be these like mystic spiritual figures that are just worshiping God? I've had this. I, I, those were the two questions. Is what I'm doing here on this earth now making an eternal difference? Or am I just kind of passing time? And will I know the people that I love so deeply on this earth? Um, and f- and I started uh, reading this book by N.T. Wright called Surprised by Hope. I really was in need of some hope. I wasn't depressed, but as a four, I can get into a pretty deep funk pretty quick. And I and you can ask my wife. A lot of trips to uh, Sonic, a lot of uh, diet strawberry limeades to just cope and process with uh, the thoughts and the emotions. But I was just kind of like, man, is what I'm doing have any eternal significance? And will I know you? Will I know my children? Will I know my wife? It seems almost cruel to allow humans to have such a deep and beautiful connection with one another, to form relationships that like matter and change you and form you and mold you in this life. And then just for those to also kind of be like a trial run until we get to eternity and don't really need that anymore. And as I've been reading through this book, Surprised by Hope, I've never been more hopeful and more grateful for the resurrection of Jesus. Because I truly believe in the depths of my soul 
what I hoped eternity was is truly what it is. Um, I know that the resurrection of Jesus is not only proof that he is who he says he is. It's not only his defeat over death. It's not only an invitation to eternal life with God forever. It is all of that for Jesus, but it is all of that for me too. The resurrection is not just a reality for Jesus, but the resurrection is pointing to my future reality. As Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ was literally and physically risen from the dead. That when they walked into his tomb that Sunday morning, the morning of the very first Easter, they didn't find a pile of bones laying there. They didn't find a body, but his spirit had risen. Literally, the body that Jesus walked around this earth with in the Mediterranean, in the, in, in the Middle East, in Israel, uh, like his physical, actual body, his skin, his hair, his bones, his eyes were raised from the dead. And when the Bible says in Philippians 3 that we too will be raised from the dead, it means that we physically, like this body that Connor carries around, this body that I have, this isn't just some suit that I wear on earth while I'm doing this trial run to see if I make it into heaven or not. But man, so deeply of who I am is, is my body, the relationships that I have on this earth and what I've chosen to give my life to to do. And the resurrection of Jesus points to the reality that just like Jesus was physically raised from the dead, those who put their faith in Jesus will too be physically raised from the dead. It's this reality that what I do here and now on this earth really, truly does matter. There's, there's this beautiful passage in Revelation uh, chapter 21. And now I know it's not many of us probably crack open the book of Revelation very often and do a little casual read through. But there's this picture that N.T. Wright paints in his book. And I think it's so beautiful. And there's just something so deep within my soul that wants this and cries out for this to be true. And as I'm reading through scripture and reading through the stories of the the implications and the repercussions of the resurrection of Jesus, it, it, it seems to be that this is the reality of the future. And it says this in uh, Revelation 21, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And sea is very uh, representative of chaos in the Bible. And it says this, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death 
or mourning or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And what I love, and 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 the verse continues to go on to even talk about um, in in uh, chapter twenty two that the the Garden of Eden being restored. And what's so important, what's so crazy about this imagery that Revelation is using is that from the very beginning, it's it's literally completing the full circle of the Bible here. It's, it's hearkening back to Genesis chapters 1 and 2, where God creates earth for humanity. And he creates the Garden of Eden to be a place where God and humanity dwell in fullness uh, together. These humans that God has created with bodies, with skin, and with bones, and with hair, and with eyes, and these relationships that God has brought men and women into together to have children and to form families and to populate the earth. This Garden of Eden imagery was this place where real tangible humans, not spirit beings, not your essence or your soul or whatever, but real tangible human beings dwell in the fullness of the presence of God. And what I love about Revelation 21 and 22 is the picture of the very end when all this, when Jesus comes back to restore not just humanity, but to resurrect earth, to, to, to restore uh, earth and to heal all the things that are broken. The picture isn't of us living some, I don't know, spiritual life up in heaven, but it's actually this collision of heaven and earth coming together where earth is recreated, not done away with, not destroyed, but renewed. That all the brokenness of this earth is renewed back to what God initially intended. That heaven is renewed back to what God initially intended and that there's this marriage of heaven and earth, just like in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3, there's this marriage of Adam and Eve. There's this marriage of man and woman. Heaven and earth are married back together the way they initially were. Now, why is this hope? Why is this so hopeful? Because it tells us that the goal of God, that of, of living this life, isn't to just have this trial run, that that our time on earth, the relationships that we make, the choices and decisions that we make, they're not this hypothetical trial run to see if you're a good enough person or to be able to make it to eternity. It's not this trial run to see that, oh, you get 60-some years on this earth to see if you'll accept Jesus. What happens now matters because you will be raised back to life when you put your faith in Jesus. So often in the Bible, it refers to death as sleep. And for a Christian, that's truly what death is. Death is not the final uh, word on your life. But so often when we talk about saints, when we talk about Christians, when when Christians pass away, we say they, they've gone to sleep. And I love that terminology because it has such new meaning to me this year that truly, truly, they're not just waiting one day to be spiritually resurrected. That their bodies are literally waiting for Jesus to come back to also be raised from the dead like him. And man, that is something to have hope about. That is the Christian's hope, is that this earth is not a trial run. Your relationships right now matter. 
because those relationships that you have, the people that you've put your faith, who have put their faith in Jesus, you will know them. I deeply believe that because God created us to be together. He created us for family before the fall. That was his plan. That was his intention to be here and dwell with us on the earth he created for us. And so, man, this Easter, I've never been more fired up. I've never been more passionate because truly, when I celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, I'm celebrating the fact that there is a real human being with bone and skin and flesh in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on my behalf until God sends him back to return to bring those who have put their faith in him back from the dead. I will be resurrected. I will be like him. That is my hope. Because of the faithfulness of God, the radical love that Jesus has, man, life deeply matters. Your relationships deeply matter. They echo throughout eternity. I truly believe that. And so for those of you listening, man, go to an Easter service and celebrate. Uh, here's my plug. You, you might be able to, you might say like, wow, man, really? You're going to plug your church right now? Absolutely. I'm going to plug my church right now. Red Rocks Church. If you are anywhere in the Denver metro area, you need to come to church on Sunday, actually Saturday and Sunday. We have a four o'clock and a six o'clock service on Saturday, a 7 a.m., a 9 a.m., and an 11 a.m. on Sunday. And can I tell you, what we're celebrating this upcoming Sunday isn't just the fact that our sins are forgiven. Yes, we're celebrating that. And it's not just the fact that Jesus has been raised from the dead, although that is the ultimate and most important and monumental moment in history. We are celebrating the fact that like Jesus, we who have put our faith in him will one day too be raised from the dead to spend eternity with God when God makes all things perfect, when sin is eradicated, when death and pain and tears are eradicated, and we are forever as ourselves in his presence on new earth and new heaven New Jerusalem, in the presence of God forever. That is our hope, that Jesus did the work so that we can say, I believe, and one day, like him, I too will be raised from the dead. I want to encourage anybody listening to this podcast, get to church on Sunday. Celebrate, 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 because this is good news. It is the reality because Jesus has been raised from the dead that the new reality of the new creation, the new world is present now and here. That Jesus is over all. He is the conquering king. He has defeated death and that we will live with him forever. Celebrate that. Invite your friends Go to your neighbors, whoever. This is the best news in history. Jesus is alive. 
he has risen. And like him, I will rise again too. For anybody who is out there and listening and in need of hope, that is our hope, that Jesus is alive. And we no longer have any reason to fear death. I want to pray and wrap up this Good Friday slash Easter special podcast. And then I will close our first and hopefully only solo mission podcast, uh, Connor Rant. But let's uh, <laughs> let's pray. Um, God, all we can say is thank you. I honestly believe that eternity is even better than I could have ever imagined. I have this deep faith that because of Jesus, because of the cross, and because of his resurrection, that life has depths and layers of meaning that I can't even imagine. And that the things that I do on this earth and the relationships that I have deeply, deeply matter in eternity. And God, I'm so excited that you would choose to also offer us not just some spiritual eternal life, but like you would, would resurrect us, would resurrect me at your return. God, that is our faith and that is our hope that Jesus has done it all. He is our forerunner. He is the first of many. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for hope. Thank you for the cross. And thank you, God, for the resurrection. We love you. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for hanging out with me uh, on this solo podcast journey. Just wanted to share my heart. I hope that this was encouraging to some of you. I hope that this just gives you a new passion and a new fervor and a new excitement for the reality of Easter. Um, I've never been more excited to celebrate. I've never been more excited to invite. Um, this is the best news in the world. And so for anybody in the Denver metro area, make your way to a Red Rocks church location. We would love to celebrate this reality with you. And I don't know, maybe you're listening in a different state. Maybe you're li listening in a different city. Google a church. Uh, make sure it's a good one, an orthodox one, but Google a church and go celebrate. This is news that deserves to be celebrated. Go to church and celebrate with people because Jesus is alive. Um, for all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can follow us on Instagram at Red Rocks YA, or you can go to redrocksya.com um, and you know, for any service updates or anything like that. And as always, not just this weekend, but if you're in the Denver metro area, come to a Red Rock service. I'm partial to the Lakewood campus because that's where I is on a Sunday. But come say hi. We would love to hang out with you. Young Adults is every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Be there. Uh, we love you guys. And we will see you again with a new podcast very soon. Until then, peace out. Happy Easter. He is risen. <laughs>